Hello, everybody. This is Gerald Salenti, and it's Wednesday, October 19th, uh, 2022. And we have with us again on these special Wednesdays, a special man, Judge Andrew Napolitano, a man of heart, soul, freedom, liberty, justice, and knowledge of the Bill of Rights, the Constitution, that uh, no one else out there really has uh, that is out there talking about it and doing things about it. Judge, thanks for being here today. Oh, it's a pleasure to be with you, Gerald. I look forward to all these Wednesdays. Well, so do I. You know, you, you have an article coming out, and it's really about our First Amendment and the, the rights. Imagine the First Amendment that we've now lost the Bill of, you know, for, and, and freedom of speech. And uh, from the censorship of, you know, big tech, and again, they have the right to do it. They're private companies. But if you pointed out in the past, they're doing work with the government. So then that's not private anymore. But you also, this, this article that you're writing about, is about Alex Jones and, and the freedom of speech. And I, this is a, a cover from uh, the, the, I call it, they call themselves the paper of record, uh, the New York Times from October 13th. And it's a front page story. I call them the toilet paper of record and they all the news that's fit to print. So they tell you what's all the news that's fit to print. You want to talk about censorship? You know, who the hell are they to say, oh, this is all the news that's fit to print. What the hell do you know? But anyway, the top story here, Sandy Hook lies will cost Jones about $1 billion. Victory for families. Decision strikes blow to culture of conspiracy theories in U.S. What do you have to say about that? That the decision strikes a blow to the freedom of speech. I mean, this is a long and tortuous case, but it begins with the Sandy Hook slaughters in which a madman, a young man, uh, grabbed a semi-automatic rifle from his parents' home and went to his former elementary school and slaughtered 20 children and six adults and then killed himself. Alex expressed the opinion that this was an act, a stunt, don't believe the government, this is an effort to restrict uh, gun rights, and he persisted in saying that. He supported that opinion with various snippets of uh, uh, observations of odd behavior by the police and by the people involved the parents of the surviving children and an FBI agent. I never heard of an FBI agent suing someone because of what they said about the government's work, but that's what happened. And you'll know why the suit prevailed in a moment. The parents of the dead children and an FBI agent sued Alex for defamation. And Alex's lawyers quite properly moved to dismiss the complaint. When a motion is made to dismiss the complaint, the judge assumes that everything in the complaint is true and provable. But the issue is, is it a lawful complaint? Is there something in the law or the Constitution that would prevent this case from going forward? And the answer is yes. It's a, it's a, a matter of public interest. It involves murder. It involves mental health, school safety, the right to keep and bear arms, freedom of speech. All of these are issues that the public uh, is interested in. And when it's a matter of public interest and someone expresses an opinion, the opinion is absolutely protected. Instead of ruling that the opinion was protected, 
the judge said, well, let's engage in some discovery. Mr. Jones, you give them the contents of your uh, computer and they'll give you what they have. And of course, that brought the case down a rabbit hole at the bottom of which was the plaintiffs claimed they found child, <laughs> this can't get any worse, child pornography on Alex Jones's server. Of course, he denied that he put it there, denied that he knew it was there, and he accused the plaintiff's lawyers of putting it there. The judge was outraged, not at the presence of child porn, but at Alex's allegation that the plaintiff's lawyers put it there. So she denied the motion to dismiss summarily, not on the merits, not on the basis of freedom of speech, but because Alex made this allegation. And in denying it, she wrote a very cryptic opinion saying what Alex said were not opinions. They were, you ready for this phrase? Non-opinions. <laughs> George Orwell, George Orwell lives. So Alex's lawyers appealed this to the Supreme Court of Connecticut, and they said the same thing. No, no oral argument, no in-depth, in serious legal analysis, no day in court, just these are non-opinions and therefore the plaintiffs automatically win. And the only issue is how much does Alex owe them? So then they had two trials because there were several sets of plaintiffs. Some had their trial in Texas, where a Texas jury awarded them $45 million. The others had a trial in Connecticut, where a Connecticut jury awarded them $960 million. That's a billion dollars for expressing an opinion, which under the prevailing Supreme Court case law is absolutely protected. So Alex is now in bankruptcy. The First Amendment is in jeopardy because opinions are uh, um, protected, Gerald, in every state in the union except Connecticut, where they wrote an Alex Jones rule retroactively because they demonized him. The judges are popularly elected. There was a crest of popular opinion condemning Alex and sympathizing uh, with the parents. Uh, and now he's confronted with one appeal left, which is the Supreme Court of the United States, which hopefully will do the right thing and say, you can say anything you want. The leading case is very interesting. The leading case is called Brandenburg. It's a 1969 unanimous opinion. And Mr. Brandenburg, who was a Ku Klux Klan leader in Ohio, called for killing Jews and blacks, killing. Uh, and he used very, very negative uh, references to them, uh, words that I wouldn't use and you wouldn't want me to use uh, on your show. Uh, and the Supreme, he was convicted all the way in the Ohio court system and upheld by the Ohio Supreme Court. And the U.S. Supreme Court reversed it and said, these are matters of, of opinion. He can say whatever he wants. All innocuous speech is absolutely protected and all speech is innocuous <clears throat> when there is time for more speech to challenge it and rebut it. And the whole purpose of the First Amendment is to keep the government the hell out of the business of speech. Totally disregarded by the Connecticut courts when they decided to write their Alex Jones rule. Now, what should we all do? Well, Alex never went to Connecticut. Alex gave a broadcast from Texas. You do your work from New York. I do my work from New Jersey. Tim Poole does his work from uh, Virginia. Uh, Joe Rogan does his work from Texas, but because it reached people in Connecticut, the Connecticut courts claim jurisdiction over him. This is very, very dangerous for those of us in the, in the opinion business.
and it happened to Alex, could happen to anybody, it could happen to somebody on the left. Um, and there's very, very few people making the case for Alex's freedom of speech, very few. You know, you write in your article about this um, this young kid, this crazy kid killing uh, people and, and about, you know, what goes on in the schools and having um, security there. You know, when we were young guys, there were no really gun laws. I, I, I bought a, uh, you know, I bought a <clears throat> pistol at, at 18 years old. And, and there were no murders in the schools and we didn't have security guards in the schools. You know, it, it didn't exist. There weren't right. metal detectors. There weren't police. There weren't security. This didn't happen. To me, you know, it, one of the, the points here is that it shows you how society keeps getting, you know, uh, keeps going down, you know, to levels we've never seen before. Right. And then, and then you're talking about the loss of our freedom of speech. You know, censorship 2.0 was one of our top trends several years ago. You know, when the, when the Internet started again, you know, you remember when the whole Internet revolution started back in the early 90s. And it was a whole thing where you could say anything you want. It was freedom for everybody. And there would be yeah. no control about it. People forget that. You know, that, yeah. that's what it was all about. And then going back to this headline on the New York Times, Sandy Hook lies will cost Jones about $1 billion. How about Saddam Hussein lies will cost Bush life in prison? Mm. How, about, how, about how about the lies that they told Alex Jones didn't kill anybody? That was his assessment of what went on. Little Georgie Bush, a daddy's boy with a pair of cojones smaller than a mothball, a little ignorant freak, lied America into war, world, into, the, into the Iraq war. And as you well know, Phil Giraldi, former CIA top guy, quit the CIA because he said, now you correct me if I'm wrong, that most of the CIA knew there were no weapons of mass destruction. And that slime ball that was playing the head at the time, tenant. Yeah, a real tenant. Yeah, he worked for the, uh, you know, he, he, he just, he was a tenant. That's all he was. He wasn't a real man. Kept the lie going. So they knew wow. that there were no weapons of mass destruction. We had a rally here that you were here, Scott Ritter, a top guy that worked for the United Nations knowing and his job was to look for nuclear weapons in, in Iraq. There were none and they weren't being made. It was an outright lie. Yes. How come, how come Bush isn't being brought up on trials by all of these brave little boys, these little suckers that people call judges that suck into the political system how come they're not shooting their mouth off and bringing Bush up for trial? Well, Bush <clears throat> is really the worst president in the modern uh, era because of these lies. And the Phil Giraldi case is, is a terrible one. You know, Phil was the chief um, advisor or, or not advisor, the person who delivers 
the intel to the president. So Phil is in the Oval Office telling Bush Saddam Hussein does not have weapons of mass destruction, and Bush threw him out, dispatched Colin Powell to lie to the UN, and then conducted a war, really two wars, one against Afghanistan, which had nothing to do with 9-11, the other against Saddam Hussein, who had no weapons of mass destruction. Two trillion dollars and a million human beings dead. Now, he has been indicted for war crimes by the EU, So he can't go to an EU country. Theoretically, a a traffic cop could arrest him uh, in the EU or or, you know, their version of the FBI because because of this uh, indictment. But you are quite correct. He has never met justice for the harm that he uh, that he caused. No, and the Whereas, New York Times writes this crap about Alex Jones lying. Right. But they don't write about Bush lying. They don't correct. write about Dick Cheney lying. They don't correct. write about Condoleezza Rice lying. Oh, and by the way, I'm sick and tired of this. If only a woman was in charge. Look at the uh, crazy women that are in charge. How about that trust over there? In the UK, Condoleezza Rice, Samantha Power, uh, uh, Susan Rice, or Hillary Clinton, all warmongers. And I'm tired about this crap about racism, too. What color was uh, Colin Powell? Yeah, what color was what was uh, what color is Barack Obama? Who I want that guy Gaddafi out of there. I want that guy Assad out of there. This racism, this sexism, they use all of this stuff for the people to fight among each other as they cover up the big lies from the people that they bow down to and suck up to. Why isn't the New York Times putting out the big lies of George W. Bush and all the other ones I mentioned that have slaughtered millions of people across the planet? Well, the oh, answer Obama is it. quoted in a book, Double Down, quote, I'm really good at killing people. I mean, the, the short answer to your question is because the New York Times agrees with all that. They don't view it as a lie. They will call what they disagree with a lie because all rational people know lying is wrong. Uh, and so if you can persuade the masses that your opponent is lying, then you can tarnish your opponent and he'll, he or she will be less effective. Alex Jones is one of the most effective critics of government in the country today. And this is what the government will do to its most effective critics. It will do an end run around the constitutional protections the critics are supposed to have in order to get them off their pedestal or away from their uh, megaphone. Um, the New York Times called Jones's words a lie because they hate the ideology that Jones uh, embraces and they want to ride the crest of the wave of the uh, uh, victims uh, in Connecticut. It's, it's reprehensible. The New York Times supported Bush's uh, invasion. You would think they would do a mea culpa now that we know that Bush knew and admitted that there were no weapons of mass destruction. Now that we know that it was an utter, colossal, catastrophic waste, that the $2 trillion will be added to the national debt in perpetuity because the federal government never retires uh, principle, that the million people who are dead are dead, 
that it was just uh, one of the more horrific foreign policy bonehead uh, destructive moves in American history. And it was probably done because Bush once said this. Saddam tried to kill my daddy. Do you remember that? Yep. That's the true reason Bush went after him, because if you, in his mind, in his warped, perverted Texan, uh, you sneer at me, I'll sneer back at you. You bring a gun, I bring a knife mind. Uh, you harm a Bush or threaten to harm a Bush, and we will take you out. So Saddam Hussein is rotting in a grave uh, somewhere, life shortened by Bush's uh, people, uh, because he once, Bush believed, tried to take out his father. Uh, reprehensible use of the powers of the presidency, illicit powers that the president doesn't really have, but use them anyway. Yeah. Again, the hypocrisy of going after Alex Jones like this is saying he didn't believe something. I don't believe, you know, again, you know, he was wrong in what he said. He kept going on with it, but he didn't kill anybody. Right. What, what damage did he did? What damage did he do? Not only did he not kill anybody, uh, unlike the acquitted defendant in Brandenburg, he didn't suggest that anybody should be killed. The Brandenburg guy says, there are the blacks, let's get rid of them. There are the Jews, let's get rid of them. And he, he said it in, in language uh, more uh, far cruder than I'm summarizing it. Supreme Court nine to nothing said protected speech. Yeah, that's the seminal free speech case in the country today. As long as the speech is about a matter of public interest, and obviously the slaughter of 20 children in a public school is a matter of public interest, you can express any opinion you want about it, except if you're Alex Jones in Connecticut. Yeah, this is terrible. And again, it's censorship everywhere. I mean, it's it, 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 you're only hearing one side of the story. And again, we're talking about, you know, the mass murder in Afghanistan, Iraq and, and, and uh, Libya and Syria and Yemen and on and on and on. But those dirty Russians, huh? Oh, those terrible Russians. The same thing. The New York Times covers the Afghan war day after day. Photo after photo, three people killed, 10 people killed. They didn't do that every day with the Iraq war. They didn't do it for 20 years with the Afghan war. All they're doing is selling propaganda and hate and dividing we the people of the United States. Because that's what this become, the divided states of America, not the United yes. States of America. And as I said, I'm tired about all this race, creed, and color stuff because good and bad comes in all of them. So stop yes. with the crap and don't call America a racist nation. A racist nation does not elect a black president. Got it? You know, I, I got a text from a friend of mine. I'm going to keep the personal details out of it. Uh, he and his wife have a son who is a, a chef uh, in the army in the United States, uh, infantry uh, uh, battalion. And they just got word uh, that they are on a high state of readiness for immediate transfer to an unnamed Eastern European country. And the minimum number that will go is three to 5,000. Yeah. I wonder where they're going. Yeah. Well, Joe, old Joe is beginning. Um, he's already begun 
is is reinforcing the beginning of World War III. Yep, as I said, and it's over and it's over Ukraine. What American wants to die for Ukraine? Yep. What conceivable impairment of life, liberty, and property in America is happening because of Putin invading Ukraine? I defy anybody to make a rational argument other than this crazy historically rejected domino argument well if he takes if he takes ukraine then poland is next i mean this is nonsense even if poland were next how does that impair the national security of the united states none of our business like a man like george washington said don't get involved in any foreign entanglements especially in europe because this crap has been going on for centuries between them and as you well know and and the listeners well know this has been going on between Russia and, and Ukraine, what, since about 300 years since Catherine yeah. the Great was yes. taken down? Yes. Literally since 1714, Ukraine has been part of Russia, not part of Russia, part of Russia, not part of Russia. And it'll probably be going on for another 300 years. It's not it, worth spilling a, a drop of American blood and it's not worth a nickel of American wealth. And it's $70 billion now almost of American wealth. And you mentioned the dominoes. It's the same crap they sold in the Vietnam War. If we don't stop them, those communists in China, in in Vietnam, before you know it, the dominoes are going to keep falling throughout Asia. And then they're going to hit the shores of California. Right. That's the lie that they were selling. That's the hysteria that they were selling. And it's the same thing now. Yes. And, yes. and people like us are prohibited to be on the media, the mainstream media, to talk about it because all they are are members of the toilet paper of record. They're prostitutes. They're media whores that get paid to put out by their corporate pimps and their government whoremasters. So the, the pendulum swings, and the media should know this, and the left-wing media, like the New York Times, and the mainstream media, even my former employers, Fox, should all be defending Alex Jones and the freedom of speech. Not what he said. I disagree with what you say, Voltaire, but will defend to the death your right to say. that They should be doing it not because it's the right thing to do and not only because uh, freedom of speech is a natural right, but because what happened to Alex, Alex Jones could happen to them when the pendulum swings the other way. Yeah. The, the New York Times or the mainstream media could get caught up in some state with a bunch of right-wing judges as opposed to left-wing judges who want to write the New York Times rule. So we'll call what the New York Times said in fill in the blank, Wyoming, Montana, whatever you want. And I'm not picking on those states. I'm just picking, identifying a state where the judicial mind is likely to be very different from in Connecticut. And we'll write a rule that says what they wrote is a non-opinion. So all the media entities should be on the free speech side of this, if for no other reason than self-protection. Yeah, Free speech is what animates government, produces transparency, challenges the government, causes people to look at public issues in a different way, when you crush free speech, you have nothing left but government and big business orthodoxy 
And that's not America. That is America today. That's exactly what America, remember the COVID war. How dare you say anything that we that disagrees with getting vaccinated, standing six feet apart, wearing a mask, being locked down. Remember the lockdowns. Remember the, look at the destruction of the, Phil Giraldi did an article uh, just recently about his trip to Italy, about all the businesses out of business and, and the yes. atmosphere, and how we yeah. died. I mean, there's over 100,000 small and medium-sized businesses in Italy being locked down that are going out of business. Yes. The damage that this has done. So what you're saying has already happened. And again, the media has always been a part of it. Remember the Maine, the Hearst newspaper that sold the Spanish-American War? Yes. So it's been going on. Look what fair and accuracy reporting said during the the, – the second Iraq war by little Georgie Bush, only about 3% of the people they had on, on the media were anti-war and they bounced off Phil Donahue out of MSNBC because he was what he was against the war. Right. So it's been going on. It's been going on. It's been going on. And if we don't stop it, we're finished because world war three has begun. And there's, Oh, they're, they're keep talking about nuclear, nuclear, nuclear. So they're putting it in the minds of the people already. Oh, so when it happens, you knew it was going to happen. Judge, thanks for being on. We'll see you next week. Thank you for all that you do in informing the people of what's going on, what needs to be done, and what's next. Thanks so much. Thank you, Gerald. All the best. All the best. Bye-bye.